0: And we're live. Joe and Scotty back in the house. Yeah, episode seven. uh, Yeah, we managed to piece together uh, an episode for you guys this week. Uh, We'd like to call it a holiday special, but we don't really have anything Christmassy prepared. Nothing.
1: Not even a little carol for you guys. No. No. But uh, it's been so long since we recorded; it feels like it's been like you know weeks. But I forgot how good our intro music is. It's so great; it always gets so jazzed up.
0: <laughs> oh, did you listen to it before we started? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um.
1: All right. Well, uh, let's start off small, shall we?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll start off quaint, if you will.
1: Quaint. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the definition, or I guess the possible usages of the word quaint.
0: Yeah, this is a, a a potential new segment we're trying out where we where we take a word and we uh, you know, try to figure out some of its uses and break it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um this one came up I think last time we were recording uh and we were just talking about the word quaint. Yeah. And we were trying to uh, so I think Scotty was describing what it meant to somebody and
1: uh I got to a foreigner.
0: Yeah. And what it and and what you, how did you describe it?
1: Um, you know, I was basically trying to describe it as like something that's small, Mm -hmm. um, that's cute.
0: Yeah. Um. It's like a nice way to say small. Yeah. Right. If you're, uh, often towns are described with quaint, like, oh, it's a quaint town. Right. Meaning it's, it's small, it's charming, it's nice, it's. If you just said it's a small town, then doesn't really say much about it except for the size, right? But quaint has a little bit more.
1: Implies that it's a little charming. Yeah, it's got something Uh, good about it. Something, yeah, some appeal to it. Some appeal. Or it's like if you're describing an apartment, like I'm moving in with my wife into her place, and you know we would say it's it's a quaint apartment,
0: right? Or if you saw an ad on Craigslist for an apartment and they said it's quaint, it's quaint, which Which is is code for small, tiny little dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a nice way to put it to get more people to potentially come check it out. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Because I am moving into a tiny little dungeon. (coughs) I can't (coughs) wait to see this place. Um, Can we record there? Sure. Yeah? Of course. Okay, good. Yeah. That's all that matters. Uh Uh-huh. So, do you think you could use the word quaint to describe a penis? See, I think that's a fun one to use. Right. You know. Uh, What would the circumstances be?
1: Um, well, I mean, for for me, I guess maybe in a locker room.
0: In a locker room and somebody's yeah. like, got, got a small dick. Yeah. Getting dressed next to you.
1: Yeah, and like just to be sort of... Um, and, and they within, turn to you and they're like, what do you think of my dick? i was like, uh, it's quaint. It's very quaint. It's quaint. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's perfectly formed.
0: I feel like it's a little bit... Maybe it's a little bit too close to, like, be talking about the, the context of talking directly to someone about their penis. I feel like it's better used when you're talking to someone else about someone else's penis, right? Yeah. Oh, like, oh, you you know, you oh, you ended up sleeping with that guy that you've been dating uh, how for was the past dick? few weeks. Like, yeah, what was his dick like? Oh, it was, you know, it was quaint. It was quaint. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it was small, but you liked it. It was something nice about it. Right, it was charming.
1: Yeah, like it had a nice shape, and for some reason, like it almost seemed to smile at me.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. It made me feel cozy right. and
1: warm. Yeah, and as we're as we're discussing the, or explaining this more and more, I, I really do feel that quaint would be a great
0: description of a vagina. Oh yeah, you know what? You can have a quaint vagina as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like if 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 you hooked up with a, you know, like you hooked up with a girl I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, how was it? And like, actually, her pussy was. It was quaint. was very
0: quaint. It was very quaint. It was delightful. (laughs) It was small and charming. Yeah. And cozy. And cozy. Yeah. You could have a quaint vagina. Inviting. You could could probably use quaint to describe a lot of things, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you could describe boobs as quaint. Yeah, you could.
0: I don't know. No? I don't feel like it works. You know, her boobs... They were quaint. They're quaint. Okay, so they were small, but they were nice. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty titties. Inviting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah. I like to call those pretty titties pretty titties that's what Scotty likes to call them everybody the little ones that, you yeah, know, he's just the little charming ones it's a Scottyism for you so so yeah that's where we wanted to take the word quaint I don't know if there's anything else that you could use I mean I'm quaint sure there's Don. lots
1: of other things you could use it on but uh, yeah. any more that we want to use right
0: now any more that's going to be funny for a podcast I mean I don't even know if that was funny yeah who knows who knows? We we'll leave that to our hundreds of thousands of listeners. We're not laughing at our own jokes anymore, so well, it's true. Yeah. Who knows if it's funny? You can't tell anymore by yeah. us
1: laughing. Right. We're not going to give you those laugh breaks. <clears throat> so on to the next subject. Did you even come up with one for this? No, I did yeah, not. I've got
0: something in my throat here. I'm just. <laughs> That's great. Have to perfect timing. Edit
1: these out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So, If you wanted me to edit them out, you have to like take a break and then cough, and yeah, then know. take another break and go back to talking again. I realize. I know. I'm yeah. making it difficult. <laughs> um, but you're a hell of an editor, Joe. Well, thanks.
1: So our next segment is going to be the Mom Box. And I think this, it, this could be the, uh, I don't know, holiday-themed Mom Box. Yeah? Where instead of putting something terrible in there,
0: something nice we're gonna put something nice in there. something quaint something quaint
1: um, yeah well I mean the sort of the genesis of this concept is as we're you know descending into um, you know deeper weirder darker items in our mom box yeah um, to where I think we even got to mom bunkers we did at yeah. one point um, which uh, you know I, I, if we ever do start making money off this podcast I mean we got to we gotta
0: set up a mom bunker. It's gotta happen. <laughs> you think that's the first thing we're gonna spend any money on? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> we can finally afford the mom bunker. <laughs> so, oh, we're not supposed to laugh. That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit you. Not. I'm gonna have to edit you not laughing on top of you laughing. Right. Edit me talking about not laughing. Yes. Yeah. Every time you laugh, I'm gonna edit you talking about not laughing on top of it.
1: Okay. Oh, that's not cool. Um, all right, so my mom box item is something that. Something brr, 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 what is it? It's something sweet. It's a gift that my mom gave me yeah. um, for my high school graduation. Right. Um, which actually is kind of like my mom's favorite g- graduation gift. Like, if it's a, you know, a, she loves relative, graduations. No, just this is her go-to gift for a graduate or someone that's going into a new phase of their life. And I've actually stolen it in a couple of cases. Okay, that's too. like the Tao of Pooh for me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a copy of Dr. Seuss's Oh, the Places You'll Go. Yeah. And, like, I dare you to read that in that context and get through it without shedding a tear. It's it's tough.
0: I, li- I like that book. It's a good one. It's cute. Yeah.
1: And so I think my mom, I got it for, like, my eighth grade graduation <clears> or something. Yeah. So, of course, my mom gave me a copy of that with a little personal inscription. Yeah. So I'd want to include that in the mom box for the reason Mm. that as this has gotten darker and weirder and sicker, I believe that it would become easier for my mom to just dismiss the whole thing as a joke. Right. Which
0: you want it to be taken seriously.
1: Right. Which under, you know, it's like it undermines the value of the mom box making her think that I'm a horrible person. Right. So, by including something that she gave me in with all these vile things, yeah, then she knows that. Right. I meant it. Do you think
0: that'll be enough just for that to be in there? Because somebody playing a practical joke on your mom could have found that book and put it in there. I wonder if, like, maybe you need to have a notary and a lawyer. You know, have you sign it and you print your thumbprint and blood on it. Something, something that makes it. You have to like have it certified, registered mom box.
1: Yeah, well, maybe let well, I me mean, just put it in the yeah. will. I guess. Well,
0: maybe that's the solution, though. Is uh, going back to what you were saying about making money and doing something with it regarding regarding to the mom box. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the first company we start is the mom box company. Oh. You know, and like how you can be verified on Twitter, or Instagram, right? Like this is your verified mom box. Verified mom boxes. So oh, like yeah. when you reach adulthood, I guess anybody could. sign you up for it or uh, you know maybe when you turn 18 you it's the thing you do you you sign up for and get verified for a mom box yeah and that's when you start your mom box collection and everybody has one that's great idea right yeah and merchandising. nobody can get into it except you you know it's got a special code that only you and your mom know yes yeah or you just have it so that like your mom's thumbprint your mom's thumbprint opens it. You have to like somehow sneak your mom's thumbprint. You have to, you know, while she's sleeping or something. You gotta like get get her thumbprint because she can't know about it. You know, like right. somehow this company has to be completely secret from moms too. Moms yeah. can't know about it because then they'll be expecting it. Because the whole, well, not the whole, but part of the mom box is the surprise element to it, right? That's exactly. what makes it good. Is your mom stumbles across this box? under your bed or in your closet or wherever it is. I mean, she's cleaning up your shit and she's so sad because you passed away. Mm -hmm. She finds this box and it says like for mom on it. Right. Right. Um, Oh,
1: and here's what it has is it has a, um, a kind of a dead man switch. Yeah. Right. So like, as long as your mom's alive, she can access the box. But if your mom dies, nobody but you can access it anymore. A dead mom switch. Dead mom switch. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no you know like your wife doesn't get to come across it or your kid. Your dad not even your not dad. Not even your
0: dad. It's only for your mom. Only for the mom. So like if your mom doesn't open it and she dies, it just incinerates everything inside. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Somehow. Well, yeah, that's some technology we're going to have to look into, but I think we could probably pull it off. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, these things will probably retail in the like 20 to 30 grand range, but. Yeah, I'd say so. Worth it. Totally worth it. Who wouldn't want to pull a prank like that on their mom? Not I, said the fly. All right. Good good entry for the mom box this week, Scotty. Thank and you. And I think it took us places. Oh, the places will go, Joe. You got that, huh? Um, so we have a blank terrible friend archetype, so we're not going to be doing that this week. Yeah, I guess we're the terrible friend archetype this week. Do you want to talk about how do you live like that? Yeah, let's talk about how do you live like that. How do you live like that?
1: How do you live like that?
0: How do you live like that?
1: How do you live like that?
0: How do you live
1: like that? How do y'all live like that?
0: How do you live like that? Yeah. Okay, so one of those is going to be the winner of the segment intro at some point in the future. Yeah, absolutely. How was a live like that?
1: Okay, so this week's uh, How Do You Live Like That are people who are just not only blaming everything on Trump, but they're just their reflex. Yeah. Is to like criticize everything that he touches. No matter if, whether, if it's good or bad,
0: whether they know what it is or read about it or looked at the details of it or anything, it's just this quick knee-jerk reaction.
1: Right, Trump's doing it, so it must be fucking me over.
0: And the the impulse to to say something about it publicly or within your friends list, right? That's really what gets me. Is it's either, you're either at a party or a gathering or you're scrolling through social media, and you get hit with with this left and right. Trump this, Trump that. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, to me, it's like, it's gotten really old. Yeah.
1: It's just not even good material. It's not cool anymore. Not at all. I mean, it's like, it's worse.
0: It's almost worse than talking about the weather. It is. And that's actually, that's a really good point because that's how I've been perceiving it lately. Like I say, like, oh, it's not cool anymore. But I kind of mean that, meaning a lot of people are only saying it because it's cool.
1: Or because it's... Or because
0: it's something to talk about that you think that most people will be able to agree with you. Exactly. You know?
1: Yeah. It's something that... Oh, Trump. Oh, yeah. This, Trump's Trump yeah. I- Oh, that fucking idiot. Uh. And the latest thing would be... My example, or, or our example, is the, the this whole tax plan that's come out.
0: The 2018 tax bill. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. Which, um, you know, I think benefits... Most people. In I mean, a, a, my in Facebook a, friend.
0: A bunch of our country's leaders decided to pass it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, a bunch of our country's leaders decided to go to the war in Iraq. You know? Sure. I mean, yeah. they, they make horrible decisions all the time. Yeah. But this one, I, I just from from what I can tell, mm-hmm. if you're in like the I don't know twenty four thousand a year to even
0: uh, to about two hundred thousand a year,
1: you're saving a little money.
0: You're going to get a tax break. Yeah. Yeah. Not a big one. Up to 4%. Yeah. Up to 4%. Not not so bad. No, I, I could definitely use that. I, I know that. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be having some financial struggles next year, so I think having a little bit of a tax break would be nice.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the to, to the point where we had a friend on Facebook complain about the 4% increase to her taxes. Yes. And didn't respond to a correction on that, but... Um, <laughs> That's right. Because I think it's like it's short short circuiting someone's brain. I think they're honestly looking
0: at it like. It it didn't matter what it was. It doesn't matter what it It didn't matter whether it was a negative, an increase or a decrease to them. No matter what it was, the fact that it was a thing that's going on that they heard about that was attributed to Trump, Mm -hmm. it it just turned into a, a rant point.
1: Exactly yeah and I think that the big thing that a lot of people are missing with with Trump is that they're missing a tremendous opportunity is that you know they they keep talking about how he's a narcissist and you know and and, and um yeah, and then they identify that he has this you know trump supporters are all racists and all this kind of stuff well, he's
0: yeah i mean I would argue that he probably <clears throat> is a narcissist
1: I definitely think he's a narcissist but yeah see that's that's the opportunity that we all have it's like at this point mm-hmm. he's kind of. You know, he's he's only pandering to the people that like him, that cheer him on. Yeah, and I mean, so he's it's like, a, like
0: he's like a professional wrestler, right? So he yeah. comes
1: across as a racist because that's, I guess, a lot of his. He's getting a lot of support from that that yeah. corner, but he's if, pretty socially ignorant, right? Yeah. But if other people were to embrace him and yeah. be like, "Hey, awesome man, thanks for the tax break," <laughs> yeah, then it's like maybe they'll open up. To who he's pandering to. It's like you sort of cheer... Like, lead him on by cheering him.
0: Yeah. Hey, you did something good. Yeah. I we like, like this. We this. You give us more money. We like that. Yeah. We're going to save like... a little money this year. <clears throat> well, but the, but it's always... It's like, you know... It's always going to be something with you. Kind of. That's that's the mentality I right. feel like I'm saying... I'm repeating constantly to people. You know what? It's always going to be something with you. It doesn't matter. It, like, there there's a, there's parts of the tax bill that are a little bit more controversial than, say, tax breaks for low-mid-income people. Right, mainly the tax breaks for corporations. Tax breaks for corporations and, you know, the the, the trickle-down theory that people are throwing around attached to it. Um, And that's got negative connotations to a lot of people. True. Um, But that's also people assuming that all corporations are giant
1: corporations and rich people.
0: Right. Well, it's also the whole idea that, like, uh, you know, the businessman is evil in, right. in, in America today. It's like the bad guy is the big, is the corporation. The bad guy is the, the capitalist, Right, you know, like, like an avatar, right? Who is the bad guy in avatar? It was like, I don't know. I never watched it. You never watched avatar? No. Oh, I think we talked about this. Yeah, we did. Cause I, I, well, the big bad in, in avatar is a big corporation. That's looking to deforest this. Planet. Oh, okay. Okay. It's basically Fern Gully. Yeah. Have you ever seen Fern Gully? Yeah. Well, that's what Avatar is. Okay. Really expensive Fern Gully. Right. And so everyone
1: sees like the big corporation or a corporation is like the big man. Yeah. The, you know, the the sort of New York stock exchange. Wall Street world. Yeah. um, Plotting, you know, to get richer and richer. Right. But the thing is, is corporations can be individuals too. Sure. One person can form a corporation for themselves. Right. And get all those tax breaks
0: and get those same tax breaks yes.
1: for themselves. So the other thing that this tax bill you know uh, pushes for I guess would be entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the start your own business. generally conservative. You know, like
1: you hate the man? Yeah. Then d- don't work for him.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's sort of the position I'm in lately. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, you like you literally used to work for the ultimate man. Yeah. One of the a few of the of the men
1: yeah, but like a like a genuine Fortune 50 company, like one of the largest corporations in the world, and growing, and growing constantly, always. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to name the big that D. corporation.
0: The big D. It's the big D. <laughs>
1: yes, the big racist D. <laughs> yeah. One funny thing is, you know, when all this stuff comes out about people's pasts and like. Things that they've done that are yeah. you know wrong, and then like we look back with the 2017 flashlight, and it's like all of a sudden they're a horrible person. Yeah. Um, how how has Disney evolved, or gotten around all this this whole time? Like, they're have you so ever seen powerful. Some of the early Mickey Mouse commercials or Mickey Mouse uh, cartoons and stuff like that? I mean, yeah. there's some
0: like there's some racy stuff, unbridled racism in there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, just take a walk through the uh, the Walt Disney Family Museum, and <laughs> you'll see it. I know one hundred percent. Well, you know what's actually baffled me is how how has Disney gotten with such a large? What's sexually baffled you? Yeah, what's sexually baffled me? <laughs> is what's actually baffled me? But that's funny because I am going to go into. <clears throat> excuse me. I
1: have the frog's in your throat now. A
0: frog jumped from your throat to mine. Yeah. Um, Not even how has how have has Disney escaped the the whole Me Too movement and people getting fired from their jobs? Have we heard of anybody at Disney like is? Not a single one. Right? Oh, yeah. And that's what I thought you were talking about at first when I said, oh, yeah, they're all powerful. That's a
1: really good point. Like, there's got to be
0: some. Right? There's got to be sexual harassment going on in a company that big that owns ESPN, uh, Marvel, all these different. Lucas, just so many other large companies spread across the globe.
1: Yeah. And there hasn't
0: been a single you know i well maybe things have happened but i haven't seen anything in the news or on facebook or right about like oh this disney employee is getting fired cuz isn't that happening right now like people are just stepping down from positions like all over the place because left of, and right yeah yeah because of uh women coming out about the uh, about them sexually harassing them true right
1: yeah absolutely and i mean i think that this is something that there's no way disney's clean there's no way i mean i'd i'd even the I think they've like, managed
0: to keep it so under wraps. Probably, I bet you if you did some digging, you'd find that there was a few people here and there that you'd find some settlement payouts, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, settlement payouts. Yeah, I think that because the, there's a an entire there's just a huge, a massive part of Disney that's just lawyers. Oh God, I bet. right? Their law team is just like the most ridiculous lawyers ever and tons of them you I can, know i can only imagine everything from patents you know to well think of how squeaky clean disney is they, and how much they have to remain squeaky
1: clean for, uh, absolutely i mean yeah. they're i heard so i remember hearing one time that like their employees like if you work at disneyland yeah there was all these crazy requirements on appearance
0: yeah like you that know, was the, I think that was like a, a rumor or something because... It's not an actual thing. When I was growing up, I remember hearing that. Like, oh, you can't have an earring and work at Disney. Uh, you can't have tattoos and work at Disney. You have to dress like this if you want to work at Disney.
1: Right, but when we were growing up, that was normal. I mean, but when a lot I of places first started like, working. A lot of
0: places were like that. But I, but I always heard that Disney was the strictest of them all. Yeah. You know, so, which is which is really hilarious, the fact that I've worked there. right at this point yeah. at this point in my life because um, I had I've had much more than just an earring guys in case you haven't noticed from some of the other episodes <laughs> um but I think maybe that was like a thing that happened a long time ago like when you know in the 50s 60s maybe it was a little bit more uptight to work there in that in that sense because...
1: but I still don't think they're allowed to have facial hair
0: <laughs> no everybody's allowed people can do whatever they want now yeah. Oh, okay. You can be whoever at Disneyland. At Disneyland. Yes. Oh, you mean like if you work in the park? Hmm. Mm, I think that's different. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're more strict about that. Maybe that's what people meant by working at Disney.
1: That's what I. I mean, that's what I. Yeah, I came at it from it a different perspective. Right. I, when I like, think
0: working at Disney, I think being an animator, Imagineer. Right, that's
1: what you did for Disney, but like I was thinking of like growing up in Southern California, you go to Disneyland. Yeah, and like that's the Disney the face of Disney maybe
0: that's what people are always talking about yeah but what does it matter if you've got a Mickey Mouse head on or a Pluto suit on
1: well I don't think it matters for that but like if you're a vendor or Mm -hmm. one of the line people yeah you know the appearance of the Disney
0: huh
1: of Disney people needs to be
0: you know what I think they do I I don't remember if I'm getting this completely straight but when you reach a director level I think at, at Disney they take you to To Disneyland, and they make you wear a suit. They make you wear, like, dress up like a a character.
1: Oh, and then and do that for like a couple hours. That's awesome. Yeah, and I I don't think
0: you get to pick who you who you can be. Oh,
1: that's so great. Yeah, that's like a beautiful form of hazing, right? Because like those suits, I mean, in the Southern California sun, cannot be fun to wear.
0: I'm pretty sure the technology is is there to keep them cool now, but I think for years they probably were hell on earth. Just so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. With
1: a, with a cartoon head with a giant smile on
0: it. Yeah, and you, no matter what look you have inside, it's always the same outside.
1: Yeah. And I mean, okay, so this is something, there's no way the screening is this good. I guarantee you there have been at, at least a trickle of pedophiles going through those suits over the years.
0: Oh, yeah. But you've never heard anything about it. Not a one. But I think that's probably one of the most important things to Disney as a corporation, is their image.
1: Right, but it was important to the Catholic Church. That still got out. Yeah. So, that's impressive. Not as
0: important to the Catholic Church. I, I would I would argue that Disney it's more important to Disney than it is to the Catholic Church. Huh. I feel like the Catholic Church, like... You know they, they're associated with all kinds of things, like in the past, like war and stuff. Even, I mean, you know? Inquisition, and Inquisition. Like they've of... always been all like, yeah, violence is cool if it's for God, right? You know, obviously that's not like pedophilia is cool if it's for God. There was never that, but like since they already got the violence thing going, and
1: they've already got you some... know
0: the church has always been a little scary. They've I already think, got to some everyone. blood on their hands. They've already got some blood on a their little, hands. Little, um, yeah. So. And they've managed to survive all this pedophilia stuff, totally. Right, the Catholic Church is still going strong, yeah. right? Oh, as far as I can tell, hundred
1: percent. They're just rocking and rolling,
0: right? And they did, and and like, there's been not just accusations, but like convictions.
1: A lot of them, right? I mean, it's it's one of those things where it kind of became a common joke. I mean, they got Ray Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> they got Ray Donovan. Um, and his bro, like all his brothers all his brothers
0: pretty much too yeah, yeah
1: the whole the whole crew
0: yeah and got away with it yeah. well no they settled they did settle and then they yeah they then they settled then they settled the Ray Donovan way yeah with a bullet to the brain
1: right I wonder how many of those have come up
0: like stories of that people coming back and like killing a priest yeah I mean all this fiction is based in truth right right that story probably came from somewhere not not just from someone's imagination yeah that has to have happened at least once i mean especially like from a parent a parent oh, probably yeah. more likely a parent less than growing up and and doing it yeah
1: especially if you're like really into it you're you're you know a faithful parent who you know, introduces their children to the church, and they get baptized, and they get their first communion. Yeah, and maybe an you altar had a great experience with and it. You're taking pictures of them, and you're so proud as they're sitting there holding the chalice up for the priest to yeah. put his fluid So proud. It. And
0: <laughs> yes, and then you find and out then you find out that your your little boy has been getting diddled,
1: diddled by a priest by Father
0: Murphy. Ooh. Yeah. And then you just, you, they, 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 I, I, they got snap. Yeah, I think I would snap. I mean, I don't have a son per se, but I would probably, I can imagine what it would feel like for something like that to happen.
1: Oh, it's so horrifying. Like, it's
0: one of, uh, pedophilia is one of those things, I just can't,
1: I can't even get my head around it.
0: I spent some time with, uh, with a group of pedophiles. Really? Yeah. Were you, when you were a child? When I was in jail.
1: Oh, you're yeah. in jail. There was a whole.
0: I got moved to protective custody because I got in uh, a big fight when I first got there. Uh-huh. They moved me and a couple other people to protective custody to get us out of general population. Uh-huh. Uh, and protective custody is where they keep uh, the child molesters, the you know accused and convicted child molesters. This mm-hmm. is in a county jail. Yeah. So that everybody's sort of on their way somewhere else to a state prison. Uh, so they have uh pedophiles they have like old people it's all the people that need either like medication or protection from the rest of the the jail okay so i had a cellmate who was this guy who was had not been had not gone to trial yet but was being held while waiting for his trial and he was accused of by his wife of sharing his dildo collection with the with his daughter with their daughter like some I forget it's been a long time but I remember he was accused of showing their sex toy collection to the daughter but that's that's like how he put it but I'm sure there was more to it than that. Right. Like, you Maybe don't really little... end up in jail by showing someone a dildo.
1: No, but you do
0: if you show them how to use it. If you show them how to use it. And yeah, and he was a little weird, I have to say. But like that's the kind of the way it goes in there is most of those people deny, right? Oh, you course. hear like most criminals in jail, like even for just from the Shawshank Redemption, oh nobody did it, right? Until you've yeah. been convicted, even then. But with the child molesters and the sex offenders There was not just child molesters, but there were sex offenders in there, too, like rapists. Right. Um, They deny even more, obviously. Right. Except for the like one or two super crazy psycho ones that don't care. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, there was like that guy and there was this guy who was like this institutionalized, mentally challenged man uh, who was accused of molesting his niece. So he was like an uncle but he was—he'd been in and out of institutions his whole life. Apparently, he—he he had some disabilities, and he was like mentally, his mental capacity was pretty diminished. Yeah. And um, he was, you know, he was a little goofy, egg-shaped man, and oh, God. he, uh, yeah, he was accused of of molesting, I think, his 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 niece. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, I think that that's one of those things where. Um, you know, you can see, look, you, you know, you get these, um, oh God, what's the, what's the proper term? Um, it's not developmentally disabled anymore. I think Mongoloid. 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 I that's think the that's new, it. That's yeah.
0: That's the new PC or is term. It like sub, he was sub Submaronic. He was an idiot. Yeah. yeah.
1: But when you see those, that the, the, the look that they get. Yeah. You know, they could be looking at a piece of pizza. They could be looking at a, 14 year old girl you never know yeah but it's just that raw you know their their hormone their male energy or whatever it is that just they're just wanting something Mm. you know it kind of just comes out they don't know how to necessarily filter themselves and and... yeah no
0: i didn't get that from them at all no no uh he he seemed like a harmless little teddy bear guy oh uh he was uh, well maybe like a teddy rat okay he was kind of snivelly all right but I didn't I didn't get that sort of, like, mongoloid sense from not him. Not that just,
1: like, you know?
0: No, not really. I mean, like, you know, we weren't around 14-year-old girls. Yeah. Where they uh, just get that, like... I think that it was more of, like, a Michael Jackson kind of a thing. You know? It's like, oh, okay. oh, I'm a kid, too, kind of, and let's play together. And I haven't really explored my sexuality because I'm retarded and, like, never really had the opportunity to. So, like... Here's a, a, and here's a, a young prepubescent girl coming in, coming of age that like you know, so, okay, like let's play together and it turns into more and there and like he's just like doesn't really know what's right, right. or wrong it when it comes to that and it feels just, good yeah, next okay. thing he knows he's in jail with a bunch of grown men
1: right like in the uh, of mice and man when when Lenny accidentally. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The was I have a f-
0: feeling that he kind of knew maybe a little bit what he was doing, and that's probably why I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he was had to be in jail and not look. Like but he didn't get the full
1: short. on like you know looking at her through the eyebrows like the Full Metal Jacket look. Like, no,
0: no. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I saw there was definitely some <laughs> some people in in jail with that look, but when it came to anything, really. Oh, that's just.
1: That's yeah. terrifying. There was a guy on the beach in Barcelona that had that look. It was, it, I mean, it was so entertaining because you could tell he was definitely a little uh, off. Yeah, double digit IQ.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably a little further down the line than like a Forrest Gump. Okay. Um, Submaronic, probably. Submaronic, yeah. yeah. And uh, we had just conveniently set our towels next to these four incredibly hot, uh, topless Swedish girls. Okay. That were sunbathing. It was just. Sounds Pure nice. luck. It was the only only place on the beach so there was room for us. It was great. Uh huh. So we're set up there, and I remember at one point I see this guy, and like you could tell he's there with his parents. Yeah. You know, but he's probably in his twenties. Right. And definitely development disabled. And he was doing the full looking at him through the eyebrows, with his top lip kind of like curled up curled a little up bit, curled up a little bit, like you know, just leering. Yeah. A full on leer. Yeah, that's
0: scary. Oh god, it was it was scary, but it was just delightful. See, that, I mean, maybe they only have that look outside of jail. All oh, right, that's right? what gets, that's them, them, it into gets jail. them in jail in the first place. Yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah, it was one of those things where you're just like, wow, you know, if you erased all the other people yeah. that were there on the beach, and his parent, there's nobody to hold them back. Like those girls would be instantly terrified. Oh by that I man bet instantly. Yeah. yeah. I imagine Everybody sort of else it.
0: goes away except for them. Oh, God. Yeah, that would be Just, terrible. That would be bad for you, them. You'd
1: have that, like, high-pitched violin music going immediately.
0: <laughs> yeah. How did we get here? How did we get on, on child molesters? Um, we were talking about Trump. That's, oh, we're talking that's about why. Trump. And then Trump's a child Disney, molester.
1: Uh, he's, uh...
0: Right? I think that, like, I'm, so far... We could, we could scroll through Facebook right now and probably find an accusation of Trump being a child we molester. We could find an
1: accusation of that, but my... Um, my definition of what Trump is is a starfucker molester. Starfucker molester. Yes, because he was talking about you know being able to walk up to a beautiful woman and just grab him by the pussy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the only women that are going to let them do that would be the the starfuckers. Oh, right. Yeah. Because he's super famous. Yeah. That like and super famous, super rich. Right. That like there is definitely a collection of women that will just. Do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, because, you know, doesn't even because he's ask.
0: rich and powerful, doesn't have to be good looking or right. anything like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: which is the one thing that I think gets ignored in that situation is that like, there are plenty of situations where that is a hundred percent true.
0: Yes, and yeah.
1: you know, it's one of those times where
0: I guess it would be slut shaming.
1: If you would probably
0: considered that right, but you're like, not shaming anybody. You're just saying that it's that it's true. Yeah, like. I, I mean I think
1: this is one of those it's it's actually I have a bit about this in my stand up where I talk about how, you know, this is an area where women could make a real difference. Yeah. You know, if they just refused to fuck guys like Donald Trump.
0: Right. Guys like Donald Trump would cease to exist. Yeah. Completely. Right. It is they the, have it's it goes back to the thing where you say women have so much more power than Oh they, yeah. They, it's an incredible amount of power. I mean right. if
1: women decided that the thing that they wanted that was the most attractive about a man, you know, hands down, was that he worked at McDonalds. Right. You would need a PhD to make fries by tomorrow.
0: Yeah. yeah. It would all of a sudden would be the hardest thing to become.
1: Hardest job, hardest job to get on the planet. Right. If that was the sexiest thing that a man could be, it'd be over. McDonald's would have the best staff of any company in the world. Instantly. Right. They would. Truly. Aside from like the Asperger's guys in the, in the tech world. Yeah.
0: How can they fix the world's problems by withholding sex from certain groups of people? that's probably the way that we should approach fixing fixing things in this postmodern society right either that
1: or just then all the evil corporation leaders are
0: going to be gay yeah I suppose yeah at least that'd be more fun evil gay evil gay yeah I haven't come across a lot of evil gay that would be actually a good uh, spin-off movie from Evil Dead evil gay evil gay yeah I like that
1: or it could be a good little, uh, like uh, like a drama TV series, you know, where there's it's 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 like an HBO series. Oh yeah, and it's, it's like all
0: rich, powerful, rich, powerful CEOs that are gay. Yeah, it's like billions, but gay, but gay. Yeah, yeah. We should pitch that somewhere. Hey, it's like billions, but gay. <laughs> let's make this. Let's make this fucker. Let's. Make Why isn't it. somebody out there doing that with everything? It's like Pringles, but gay. Oh yeah, it's like uh, it's like ACDC, but gay. Let's oh, make good. it.
1: Motley Crue, but gay.
0: But gay. I like that. Or Queen, but gay. This could be a potential segment. This, but gay. This, but gay. But gay. It's like Pure Alpaca, but gay. It's I like, like it. a 1976 Corvette, but gay. It's like the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, but gay.
1: God, yours are so much better than mine.
0: No, they're just It's but like gay.
1: Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but gay. Exactly. There we go.
0: That's it. But gay.
1: But gay. But yeah. Gay. So like when you're, you're doing a trick and it's like a combination, you get like rainbows going off the skateboard. Yeah, you
0: get all kinds of gay stuff.
1: Yeah, and you oh the outfits. Yeah. That would just feather boas and
0: yeah. Most sunglasses shaped that. like states. Right. All right, so... I like it. So we're going to move on from this segment, which really right delved on. off into the, the abyss, but I like really, it. Really, really went deep. But I like ones. it. I loved it. Uh, so let's move on and try something new. Yes. This is for...
1: You know how you have those friends, the, the people that are just constant complainers or they're super annoying on social media and they just... Uh, you know, they, they, they do these cry for help posts and or they're just pontificating on things that, that they have no business pontificating about or no one really cares to hear their opinion. They really on. have
0: something they have to say that's unnecessary.
1: Yes. And so by nature, we end up unfollowing these people. We do. Just so that we can maintain some some uh, level of a respect I, I think for probably,
0: a you know, from 2014 to 2016, I probably unfollowed at least 60 of my friends on Facebook. Yeah. Somewhere safe to say, yeah.
1: And then probably another 150 that I've forgotten about because Facebook's al- algorithm unfollowed. Just them sort for of me,
0: yeah. Turn them off of your feed, right? Yeah.
1: So what we did was we refollowed these friends, yeah, to create this segment, which we like to call unfollowed. The unfollowed. So, Joe, we've got a we've got a rant today, or is it two rants?
0: Well, we've got. We've got two rants that kind of fit together, but let's just start with one and, and see see where it goes. Alright, so I'm going to read Feather's rant uh, and we're going to give it a little rating. We're going to just talk about it a little bit and rate it and, and on our rant scale. So here we go. Friends, I am completely overwhelmed. My calendar has gotten insane. I've been double booked almost every night for weeks. And during the day, I'm running around to doctor's appointments and therapists and struggling to keep up at work. And I'm on the verge of a bit of a meltdown. Social events have gone from being something I look forward to something just to, get, to something to just get through, or even something I dread. I spend way too much time worrying about how I'm going to d- d- go do everything I'm supposed to be at. I will not be making any additional plans with any of you for at least the rest of December, possibly longer. I may still come out to do things, but I want to be able to be spontaneous. I keep getting caught up in things I have to do and have no time for myself. This weekend is especially insane. I will come to what I can. Please don't take it personally if I can't make it to your event. My mental health needs to be my priority right now. And we, got, we get 20 likes there. 20, right. Maybe it's up to 27 now. Which is a surprising number of likes. For something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's...
0: It, it, they're feel-bad likes.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's... I mean, it starts out with a humble brag. Yeah. I've been so over... I've been double-booked every night.
0: Everybody wants to hang out with me.
1: Everybody wants a piece of Feather. Yep. And... Then it goes into a self pity.
0: Then it goes into self pity. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, I'm going through a lot right now. Right. It's really tough for life is really tough for me.
1: Therapy. Therapy. Doctors appointments. Yeah. And struggling to keep up at work. No shit. Yeah. You're you're double booked every night, and you got. Multiple therapist and doctor's appointments.
0: Right. Which is like it's partially your own fault, partially your friend's fault for wanting to hang out with you so much. Right.
1: Do you think the therapy appointments have to do with uh, her
0: being too busy? I mean, probably. I mean, there's probably a, a, a connection there between the therapy and, and this post.
1: Right. Isn't that irony that like another thing that you're needing to do Right. is going to therapy. Your, right. your biggest stress is having too much to do. And you're and stressed about having to go to therapy. And you have to go to therapy. That's a, that, that, you know, that's a right. no-win situation. That's unfortunate.
0: Right. Well, I do have to hand it to Feather for, for actually going to therapy. Right. You know? I think
1: that should become the priority, which she did say her mental health was a priority. It is. Yeah. Right. And now, to me, it's like if I feel like my mental health is at all out of whack... My own personal. I post about it
0: immediately on Facebook. First
1: thing, post about it on Facebook. Yeah, or be cryptic about it on Twitter. That's another option. Be
0: cryptic, yeah. Be cryptic about it on Twitter, or or take a a moody photo for Instagram.
1: Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah,
0: Um, and then some cryptic hashtags. Yeah, maybe make a few calls. Yeah, like feeling somber. Yeah, yeah. Feeling Uh, somber. What I what I want to know about. The, the, this last sentence in the first paragraph and I'm on the I'm on the verge of a bit of a meltdown I, like who refers to a, a a meltdown as a bit who um, has a bit of a melt can you have a bit of a meltdown
1: I mean I feel like it's one of those things you either have or you don't but if you have a large body of work as far as meltdowns go yeah maybe there is more of a scale to them okay because like I could I could define. Or not define. I could count the number of meltdowns that I've had. Yeah. Things I would call a meltdown. Yeah, I, w-
0: I could probably uh, name I, a few. I
1: could keep it on my fingers. Yeah. Pretty much. And, and get that where I would. This is a genuine meltdown. Right. Now, I think there's not much range in bad to worse meltdowns for me. But what? I only have.
0: But that's like saying you haven't had a sample of a meltdown. Like a little tiny bit of a meltdown. Right. So I think that just basically she's got a. a
1: She's got a broader scale than we do.
0: A broader scale of what meltdowns are. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, because it's it's all—it's all—it's relative to her uh, ability to melt down.
1: Yeah. Well, because, like, for example, if I'm feeling like I'm out of whack. Yeah. Right, and I I need to, you know, straighten things out. The first thing I do is nothing. Is nothing? Yes. I don't go out to parties. I don't put myself into social situations yeah. where things can get complicated any more than they need to be. Right. You know, it's like this is... I, I, I'm having a rough
0: time. I immediately, like, cordon myself off from, yeah, yeah. from the world, from people.
1: Right. I protect myself from others and others from myself. Unless I'm
0: having a meltdown.
1: Unless I'm having a meltdown. And then it's, you know... I'm, and somebody's going to get hurt. Right. And then it's, I'm sorry for whoever... Is whoever comes across the victim of my meltdown? Right. Yes. Yeah,
0: just like you know, it doesn't make sense to me that you could even have a bit of a meltdown. Right. But you're either having a meltdown or you're not.
1: Yeah. But continuing to burn the candle at both ends and announcing that you're doing so. Right. And then announcing that you're on the verge of a meltdown is.
0: Stay home. Well, I mean, if you if you if she had ended the the post there, it it would have probably just be a severe cry for help. Right. Right. Then maybe she'd get more likes, and probably a call, or to checking in on her to see if she's okay. Yeah. But it turns into a rule set that she's made now. Mm-hmm. About, she goes on to describe how social events uh, uh, go for her. So social events have gone from being something I'd look forward to to something to get through, or even something I dread. Yeah. So now she's got three categories of social situations that she's broken out for us. Right. None of which are good. Something to... or No, two. Something to look forward to get through or something to dread. So basically wants to get there and get the hell out of there immediately or doesn't even want to go at all.
1: Yeah. See, I, I get to... Well, I that's dread it means like, that there's some impending reality. I dread
0: every social
1: interaction. Right, me too. I mean, that's just. I like, end up having a great time, but
0: I, you know, I always dread it.
1: I go through a period every a time before period. I do something where it's like, it, it, it would be such a relief if I decided not to do it. Yes. Yes.
0: I think a lot of people go through that. I, tons of them do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I give in to it. And that's right. when I feel like if, if I feel any whisper of a meltdown coming. Then you post yeah. it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Post it on Facebook. Then deal with it. Then deal with it. Yes. Now it's how I'm going to deal with it.
0: Right. That If we can learn anything from Feather, it's, it's the first thing you should always do is post about it on Facebook. Right. And then think about what you did and then address the issue. Right.
1: And then think about what you want out of your life.
0: And then think about what you want out of your life. And then
1: post again.
0: Yeah. And contradict. And contradict what you said. What yeah. you said
1: in the other post. Because we've got an update on this post, folks.
0: We sure do. So very recently
1: So just to recap, Feather's goal was to announce to people that she can't commit to any new plans.
0: She's overwhelmed. She's overwhelmed. She, she's she's overbooked. Completely. She cannot commit to any new plans. Probably not gonna see anybody through December and probably into January too. Correct. So then a few days ago, Feather decides to post another update and it goes when you're feeling down because of your friends being invited to New Year's parties you weren't. But then you see this and remember you have options. And she posted some video that made her happy. Yeah. So that's that's the answer. That's the update.
1: That's the update. So the update is is that she was maybe it's you know what? Maybe we're wrong, Joe. No, no I doubt it. Maybe it's not an update. It's not she's not talking about herself. She had a friend who was feeling down that wasn't invited to a New Year's party that all of their friends were. and oh
0: because of the way that she worded it's, it it's
1: third person.
0: It's third person.
1: Yeah she couldn't possibly mean that she posted something telling people how in no uncertain terms. Don't bother inviting me to anything. I'm not committing to anything new until at least least next year. into January. At least into next year. Yeah. Which would be after New Year's. After New Year's. After New Year's. Hey,
0: everybody. Don't invite me to anything. I'm probably not going to come to it. All the things that I've already been invited to, I'm not going to show up to. I just need some time for me well into 2018. Well, and
1: you know, the crazy thing is I think that she's still going to show up to things, but it was just no more things.
0: No more things? Was that really what it was? It sounded like it was not going to show up to anything.
1: No, it was just nothing
0: new. I will not be making any additional plans. Any additional plans. But then she obviously didn't have New Year's plans at this She was point.
1: already double booked every night show. But
0: not for New Year's. But evidently not for New Year's. So she screwed herself. Yes. Because she hadn't gotten invited to anything for New Year's and then told everybody no additional plans. Right. Not
1: realizing that New Year's was still part of December. Yeah, and that she would therefore
0: not be invited. Any
1: friend that would have invited her to anything at that point, I think, would be a bad friend.
0: Right. I wouldn't. I I mean, I would take that seriously. Yeah. In fact, I'd be a little. I'm actually a little taken aback that this post was made. It's like Feather, did you forget? Yeah, I think maybe she did. I feel like she needs to be reminded of what she stated a few weeks in the past. It's especially interesting for, for people like us on the very sort of outside of this person's life. Just mm-hmm. a, a Facebook friend slash acquaintance
1: slash run into her once in a while. Slash run
0: into her once in a while. This is all the input I get. Like you have to think about Facebook and you're ranting like this. There's a lot of people out there that only see your Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. They don't interact with you every day. They don't see you at work every day. They don't see you at home every day. That's all they get from you. So you're basically just like shoveling out little pieces of your personality to people all over the world and that's all they get of you.
1: So someone like me
0: is going to see that post and that's the last thing I remember about you. Right. That you don't want to be invited to anything. Yeah. No additional plans. So that's the last thing I remember about you and then a few weeks later... Why didn't I get invited to the New Year's party?
1: I'm pretty sure I know why.
0: Right. Maybe if I had been hanging out with her and spending time with her all through up till now, I'd have a little more context and be like, Oh, you changed your mind. I remember that day you decided that was a bad idea and you changed your mind. You didn't update me on Facebook. Right. You may have told all your friends in real life that you wanted to be invited to something on New Year's, but I don't know. You didn't tell me. Right. Or
1: maybe, just maybe... She is the architect of her own destruction. Nah. <laughs> I think that could be... Or, you know what? The other option is, this is just a public service announcement. Yeah. One of her friends was down that they didn't get invited to a New Year's party.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not, though. Or this But is, I get that.
1: I mean, this seems like a pretty loud and clear hint to someone who's on her Facebook list.
0: Yeah. Because she
1: didn't get invited to a party that she wants to be invited to, and is especially jealous because her friends were invited to. Right. So maybe this person knows if they see this post to invite her.
0: I I I bet that that's probably what it is. A little bit of a reach to try to get invited. Right. Because obviously She she should have included. Though, never
1: mind my post from a couple weeks ago. Right. That's what I'm saying. I was just kidding.
0: I was, yeah. Or I changed my mind. Yeah. Everything's cool now. I've had my me time.
1: Yeah. I got a little me time. I'm good to go.
0: Yeah. Now I want to go to party in New Year's. Rock and roll. Invite me to the party that all my friends are invited to. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling Feather's going to have a good New Year's anyway. It's probably going to do something fun.
1: I mean, if doing something fun means getting wasted and... Crying while walking down the street with her friends following after, trying to get her into an Uber. Sure,
0: yeah, that's exactly what I meant. All right, yeah, that's that's the fun. Um, so do you want to do a rating of uh of well, well let's just put these rants together as a whole. This is a whole, and we'll and we'll we'll give a, an ice rating.
1: All right, for all of them, ice is the uh, patent pending rating system or trademark pending rating system that Joseph and I came up with
0: for the unfollowed rants, uh, and, and it's yeah, it's an acronym, ICE, which stands for I is Intensity. Intensity. How intense
1: is the rant? Like, are they really bringing it? Do we have caps? Do we yeah, have that's, I mean, that's,
0: points? Yeah, that's one of the main points of a rant. That's like one of the main features of a rant is its intensity.
1: Right. Like, that's, if you said this in public, would you just be able to jump up on a soapbox and Scream it out and get people looking at you? Yeah, would it work like that kind of a rant? Or is it more like you're hitting your butter knife against your wine glass and getting the attention of the restaurant? Yeah, that's more of
0: an announcement. Before delivering an announcement. Right. Yeah. So, more intensity means better rant. Exactly. And then we've got letter C. Clarity. Clarity. Clarity is just about, did your, did your rant make sense? Yeah. Were you clear and to the point? Did you get your point across? Right, because that's Did really you what you want to do—a point across. A point.
1: I mean, when they're rants, you got to give them some leeway on that. As long as we can understand
0: what you're saying, and we want, and we yeah, we know what it is that it's clear what you're trying to tell us. That's all that ratings about. That's it's it. Simple. It's easy. Yeah, because we've come across some rants that are really hard to understand. Yeah, and then we've got the letter
1: E, e. entertainment value—the most important component of a rant.
0: Yes, yes, is it worth reading to strangers exactly when we've yeah this is something we, we we've we've struggled with, and I think we've really got it now though it's this this is what it is it's about is this entertaining to the people listening to it? Yes, it's like so with, important for a rant with very little context
1: yeah, is this something that they're gonna get in touch with and and get a little yeah, yeah this is on part by. this is
0: a rating just for us really, yeah. You know, The other two are more about, did you do a good job with your rant? Yes. And entertainment value is just like, did we enjoy it? Right. And was it enjoyable for us to, to interact with it? And was it enjoyable for our audience to listen to?
1: Right. Because it, it, it's a great equalizer. Yeah. Because sometimes clarity, a high C rating, makes for a low E value. It does. They do offset. But almost always a high I rating mm-hmm. coincides with a high E rating. It does. Yes. It does. There's nothing better than just a good, intense, unbridled, emotional tirade. Oh, just man. Just pulling your pants down on social that. media and showing your ass to the world. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Yes. Okay. So, what's our intensity level on this? Um, so, it, we're like, like we said, we're combining the two, right? So... One could potentially bring down the other a little bit. Because the second rant is a little low energy. Mm-hmm. It's more of just a whine. Yes. The first is pretty
1: intense. It is. It, I mean, like, if you think about all the buzzwords that are included in that, yeah. there's a whole number Meltdown. Of them. I mean, all of these things, like if a child Dread. said it to a school counselor, yeah. there would have to be some kind The, the intervention parents would need to be sort.
0: contacted for sure intervention of some sort so i'm i'm gonna but i have to say it's a little long and, and over explanatory yeah which i think drops it intensity point
1: right it, it it's like uh it, it the fra- it makes it a larger fraction yeah it's a bigger space to fill yeah yeah
0: so i i would say without without that just at a glance, I would th- I would just slap a six on this. Okay. A- and then I think when you combine the second rant, which brings the level down, I'm gonna have to break it. Break it I'm only gonna dock it a half a point, so it's a five and a half.
1: Okay. I'll, I'm 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 with
0: you on the five and a half. Are you? That's
1: a perfect score.
0: Okay. Good. Yeah. Five and a half intensity.
1: Yeah, because it was kind of like it was really like a seven and a four.
0: Yeah. And then... And that's, yeah, the two combined for that, yeah. And then it, it, the seven dropped down because of the length. Right. Right, okay. The wordiness. The wordiness, yeah. The over-explanation. Over-explan- uh, right, well, she had to explain a lot because she didn't want people to think she's crazy. Right. But usually has the opposite effect. Always has the
1: Always opposite has effect. Always has
0: the opposite effect, yeah. All right, Scotty, so what? Uh, what are you going to give this one on clarity? Ooh, on
1: clarity... I think she's got a somewhat low of a clarity score on the first one. Yeah. Because it's a bit confusing.
0: Yeah. It, it really, was even kind of hard for me to read.
1: Yeah. With that with that humble brag style opening. Yeah. And then it, it's just the whining. Yeah. I mean, she makes it She didn't some get point. to the point. She, she didn't really get the to
0: the point right away.
1: Right. But she doesn't. It, it's, it it doesn't have any pop to it. It's just kind of a thud. It's a
0: little. It's it's some good backstory. Right. Right. Yeah. She sets it backstory. up. She sets it up pretty well. That's true.
1: So, but still, I can't give this. I see. I say this is a six on clarity. Six on clarity. It's a six on clarity on the on on the first part. Yeah. The second part. Yeah. Um, being that it's told not only in third person.
0: It's like a totally different writing style.
1: And she might have used the wrong pronoun.
0: She may have used the wrong pronoun.
1: Even in the wrong, even in that context.
0: Well, let's take a look. But pronoun aside, you're feeling down because your friends being invited to the New Year's parties, you weren't. But then you see this and remember you have options. Right. So it's it's not a, it's not even third person. It's like second, second person, person once removed. Right. Whatever
1: that. Whatever yeah. that is. That's it's at any rate. It's a strange it's a strange delivery, and it completely undermines the point of the first rant. Yeah. So. And that's I part think, of being clear is right. Getting to the point, making your point exactly. So this because it actually has a negative value. Does. On the previous rant, yeah, or on the first part of the rant, yeah, it gets a one, and so, uh, I mean, it. We even so you said for it a
0: six and a one, yeah. So it's, it's a three. That makes it a three. Yeah. You want to add any privilege points? Ooh. I guess she's got it. Uh,
1: she get, or yeah, yeah. We'll give her. We'll give her one privilege point.
0: Up to a four. Yeah, up to a four. All right. And now, the final letter of the ICE rating system. Entertainment value. Entertainment value. How entertaining was this post, Joseph? Were you entertained? Did you find yourself... Were you not entertained? Excited by this post at all? Or
1: titillated?
0: Or even mildly amused? Well, I would have to say, the fact that I took a screenshot of it and sent it to Scotty in a text message the minute I saw it. It's got to say something for my entertainment value. Absolutely. And I believe we've
1: we've gotten quite a bit of mileage out of this one. Not just on the podcast, but outside of it.
0: Oh, just talking about it in general.
1: Yeah. It is one of our and favorite topics
0: to rant about to each other.
1: It really is. It's like in the top ten.
0: Oh, I'd say so. And probably half the reason it made it onto this podcast. Um. Uh, And then the second part was just a great follow-up and provided so much more entertainment to the first part. It actually, like, you know, the intensity, the second part took away from the, I mean, the clarity, the second part took away. In this instance, in entertainment value, the second part adds. Right. Right? So I'm going to give the first one an eight. Okay. The second part on its own entertainment value wise? No, I mean it's not on a, a standalone score is going to be a 2. But I'm going to add that 2 to the 8. Give it a 10. Give it a 10. All the
1: way around it made it onto the show. Of
0: course it has a 10 entertainment value. Right, we may have to rethink this this measurement. Well, <laughs> or not. Or not. No. Yeah. That
1: would be uh unnecessary. It doesn't really matter.
0: Cuz if it's a low entertainment value, we'll find a way to make it entertaining
1: exactly and then we get bonus points for that yeah which we will award to ourselves off air and distribute equally mhm usually in the form of drugs yes um all right so one thing that's been um kind of on our minds lately is sort of is gender and sexual orientation cuz these are complicated times that we live in and I think it's important for Joseph and I to clarify um, the pronouns that we should be referred to by.
0: This is very important to us.
1: Yes. Um, okay, so one of the things that's been on Joseph and our, our minds. Our mind. And our mind. Yeah, our mind. Our collective mind. Our collective creative mind um, has been the gender designation... Description, sexual orientation,
0: description, yeah, and
1: um, uh, pronoun.
0: It's on a usage. lot of people's minds, I think, and yeah. I think people really want to be able to properly identify each other, in that sense, right, and be referred to what they re- prefer to be referred to and be referred to as they prefer to be preferred to be referred to.
1: Yes, exactly. Right. That was perfectly clear, Joseph. Thank you. Good. Yes. yes. And so, um, while we thought for all of our lives, that we were straight white men, um, we came to find out that that is uh, an insufficient description. No, it's just are. not good
0: enough. It doesn't really describe what we really are. Right. And, you know, as we've developed these descriptors, I really feel a lot more comfortable with myself, and I feel a lot more comfortable telling people about myself.
1: Yeah, like I can, I, I can give an introduction That's going to really give an explanation of
0: who I am. Right. Yes. People are going to get it and they're going to instinctively know what pronouns to use. Exactly. Right? So mine, uh, I am a uh, non-pigmented, bi-euro, AMAB, heterofluid, omni-romantic, pan-ally. Yes. And I am a solar-pigmented, multi-euro, AMAB,
1: heterodynamic, omni-romantic, pan-ally. Yes. We're both pan-allies. Yes. That means we fucking love everybody. Right. But just not romantically or sexually.
0: No. Everybody across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, be, now that you know the descriptions the, the, the of us, what you should identify us as now, I prefer to be identified as he and him. As does Scotty. Correct. Uh, himself. Yes. Right. And when we're together, we would prefer to be uh, referred to as them or they or themselves. Yes. If we're in a really large group, we can be referred to as everyone or anyone.
1: Fine with that as well.
0: Referring to ourselves, we'll say we. We. Sometimes. Sometimes.
1: Yeah, if we're feeling it, it depends on the mood.
0: It depends on the mood and the context,
1: yeah. But honestly, like when referring to oneself, we can do it any way we like. It's true. All right. And feel free to write in with your descriptors as well as uh, the pronouns. Oh yeah,
0: we'd love to. We'd love to hear it. As soon as we get a valid email address for for this podcast, we'll tell you what it is, and you can email us your descriptors. Beautiful. All right. Well, it's been another lovely episode of Dancing About Architecture. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed our special holiday episode. Holiday edition. Holiday edition with all the fancy holiday stuff. Yeah. All right. Till next time.